what were we talking about last? Um, so like, I guess, do you have experience utilizing or implementing abundant expectancy to your life? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much? I'm the sort of person to just go out and make stuff happen. But, like, in the, in the big picture, I do have plan Bs, like, for career-wise. But when it comes to short-term things, like hanging out with friends, like, if I can't get something, then I'm just going to make it happen. I feel like that, that's what brings me down. How about you? I think um, I implemented not too long ago. I, I implemented it because uh, my cousin, he gave me a card, right? And it was like a list of like, you know, I think it was sort of, it was like a card and it's kind of like cheat codes to like a happier life or sort of, you know, somewhere along the line. Number three said have abundant expectancy. And one day I Googled it and it's like I didn't understand it until I lived it basically because like a, like not long after I you know had made plans to go to the Rose Bowl with my friend who I haven't seen in a while and I wasn't able to go because I got I had gotten too sick and my parents were like you need to slow down and stay home and shit and like you know I, me and being my hard-headed self I like fought through that and I, like stuff like that it was like I, I used to get mad over the littlest things like you know not being able to like you know hang out with friends it sounds so small and so little and so immature in a way but abundant expectancy helped me because it's kind of like okay if I can't go out with her or him then at least I can like you know focus on doing something I love that day I can, I can like go to the gym that day you know uh, just uh relax that day binge movies that day because uh that's when i learned that abundant expectancy that's when i learned that abundant expectancy means uh instead of kind of like focusing on stuff you can't do or don't trip about something about stuff you can't do because there is so much that you can do and that's where you know i was able to implement that into my life more and i was able to always trace back to that one card that my cousin gave me and it helped. I mean, obviously, like, you know, when you learn new, when you implement new life lessons or when you implement new knowledge, it won't click right away. You won't be consistent with it. You're, you're going to break sometimes. You're going to, like, lose it sometimes. It, like, you know, you won't always be able to implement it 24-7. You're not a robot. You're going to break. But tracing back to it really helps. I mean, I think the, I think the part that we forget is that we're we're humans so we're not robots we're we're supposed to make mistakes and we're supposed to we're supposed to have failures and we're supposed here's the thing um we don't really accept these failures i know it's I think that's what brings us down is that we get we we don't accept these failures so it stays in the back of our minds and if you if we do accept it it's just so hard to accept sometimes, right? You know, it's so... Because, like, we're all hard-headed, you know? Yeah. We're super hard-headed. Uh, like, it's frustrating. Like, even recently, you know? Like, it's always frustrating. Like, you know, when, you know, you're trying to make plans with a group. 
and not everyone's cooperating. And we are surrounded by, you know, people who are hard to communicate with, right? Yeah, it's, it's also frustrating because, like, I feel like we, we hung out with a group more during school than when school's over, you know, like... And it, it fucks with your head because it's kind of like, are these just school friends? You don't want it to be just school friends, you know? Yeah, like... Like, we kind of we kind of studied and we wanted to work hard to... Because we, we knew and we thought in the end that we would hang out all summer long, but that didn't seem to be the case. Yeah, but um, there's this, like, you know, audio record or video recording from the 50s. It's like a man from the 50s. And he kind of said, like, someone asked him, what words or what knowledge do you want to bring to the future generation? And he said one of two things. I'm going to say one of two things that he brought up. He said that um, the only way to thrive or live in this world with other people is to accept how other people are. It's plain and simple. Accepting how other people are. They're very simple words and they're very somewhat cliche words. But he put it in a non-cliche way. But... Accepting the way people are gives us, like, you know, relief and, like, you know, puts a little, a little less weight on your back because you start to remember that people are not responsible for making you happy or entertaining you, and you're not responsible for entertaining them. It kind of gives the idea that, it's, that people are not, like, fully responsible for the way they act. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, there's plenty of room for error for us, I guess. And nobody's responsible for each other, and we have to, you know, we have to accept that we're only here to make each other comfortable. And we just kind of, like, you know, got to accept the way people are. And I do believe that my cousin is very good at that, my cousin Angelo. Because, like, Every time, like, you know, he runs into an inconvenience or, like, you know, someone does something wrong or, like, you know, he runs into flaky people or, like, you know, assholes, he doesn't dwell on it too long. The mo like, you know, the angriest he'll get is one to two words, one to three words, but he's so good at acceptance. He's like, you know, if I ask him, like, yo, how do you feel about this or, like, whatever this person did to you, did that bother you? Like... The most to say is like, yeah, that happened, but it's whatever. It's all good. He all like he always ends it with it's all good. It's all cool. Like it's whatever. What can you do? You know, because that's all we can say. Really. Yeah. I kind of fall victim to this because I, I have really bad anxiety. So like, if if something goes wrong, it just stays in my mind. Like, like you you were there. Like I was. We were at Slip and Ramen, and like they got my order wrong and. I wasn't mad, but like I had like full. I, I was I was just like, anxious, or I was like I started to sweat, you know, like. So, know. where do you think the anxiety resorted to when the worker got your order wrong? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they they didn't uh hear me, but I wasn't mad that they got my order wrong. I was more about worried if I was gonna get my the the thing they asked for. Oh really? Yeah, 
Like, at first uh, it was like, no one responding, so... I, I guess, no, I mean, the only thing I could do is wait, so... Hmm. And if they couldn't, then I, I, I guess I just eat martyr then. But, uh, I don't know, I just... I don't know, it's, it, it, it was pretty anxious, cause, cause oh, yeah. I feel that. It's crazy, it's cool. Wish I could just let things go. Oh, and I, I wish I could like, press <laughs> ben? Yeah. You still recording? Yeah. Are you uploading this? With your permission. Holy shit. I wasn't prepared. Well, the point is that I didn't want to say like 3, 2, 1 start because then we, uh, I feel like we, I feel like we talk better when we don't think, we don't think about us being recorded. No, um, I I think I I think I'm fine. Just uh, I don't know. For me, it was like trying to repeat what we've been talking about for the past like one or two hours. I know. Just summing it up. I, I hope. Uh, yeah, we're summing it up. So you said um, you wish you could let things go. Yeah, I feel like you know that's as a human being, that's what we all wish we can do. We wish we have that ability. We wish we have that button. We wish we had that detox button to just like, you know, have that detox or just like flush away stuff we want to let go, right? Yeah, like, like I, I wish we hit, we hit record before we even started talking about this topic. But then again, acceptance, right? Accepting how it is. But I want to bring up something because like, do, do you ever run into like, <laughs> shout out to the book. But I don't, I'm not referring to the book. But do you ever run into a series of unfortunate events and you start to believe, like, am I cursed or is this bad luck? It's a very stupid question, but I know, like, you know, uh, there's beliefs in it somewhere. And, like, it's in religion. And there's truth in all religions, I, I believe. But do you believe in bad luck or bad karma? I actually do not believe in... Oh, I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of superstition. I know. Like, I'm not a big fan of superstitions either, to be honest. Like, in, in my mind, or I, I know that other people believe that things happen for a reason, and some other people think that things just happen. But I think some things happen for a reason, and some things just happen. Yeah. So, there's so much, yeah, there's so much truth in all religion, I believe. Like, you know, I do believe in divine intervention in a way. Shout out to Pulp Fiction. But have you heard of divine intervention? Uh, I feel like I'm supposed to know this. <laughs> it's like, a, essentially, like, let's say, for example, someone is shooting at you and they miss all the bullets, like, you know, all the bullets miss and they don't hit you. That's an example of divine intervention. That person, was, like... yeah, that person was not supposed to die. Yeah, in a way, yeah, that's divine intervention. There's a lot, like you know, there's a lot to it. I I feel like there's a bigger picture. There is a bigger picture. If, if someone shot at you and they missed all the bullets, you were you're kind of lucky that you survived unarmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The person who shot you sucks at shooting you, shooting people. So 
Yeah, that and is true. In in the end, like you kind of give yourself a reason to exist. Because are you gonna do something after that, or are you gonna do nothing? Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. That kind of like you know, it's motivating. You know, like wow, like I was really saved by just the universe, God, or like you know, whoever, whatever, whatever force, you know. Something like, on this earth did not want me to go away today. Like, like you could be lucky. Like, you you are lucky, mm -hmm. and you, you could you could do nothing. Or you you could cho you could choose to do nothing after that, and you you would just be considered lucky. Yeah, that's but true. Some other people would probably do something cool after that, like amazing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sure, they're they're still lucky. And I feel like, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay, they're still they're still lucky, but here's the thing, they kind of we they probably they, they would probably realize that that life just can go anytime. So um, it's probably just a reminder for them to achieve what they want to do. Yeah. So, like that's where you hear all these cool stories of people surviving these like ordeals and. Like having to turn that experience into something amazing. I feel like that's where it's it's so much easier to recover from rock bottom than to recover from mediocrity, mediocrity or what? Yeah, it's so much easier to recover from rock bottom because when there's nothing left to lose and you feel like you you're not capable, when you feel like you can't do, like you're not good at everything, then you're capable of doing anything if that makes sense. And there's a quote, there's this movie, shout out to A24, there's this uh, new film called Everything Everywhere at Once, and that's the quote, there's a quote that says, if you feel that you're not good at everything, then you are capable of doing anything, and I think what they're trying to say is, like, once you've hit rock bottom, that's when there's nothing left to lose, and the only way from there is up, and I bet, like, you know, that's what drives us, what drives us is to never, ever have to experience rock bottom ever again, and I, I do believe, like, in some areas of life, I am at rock bottom, there's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff like, you know, in a way, we all don't have our life together in certain areas. Like career wise, of course, I don't feel like I have my life. together. I feel like I'm in rock bottom, of course. I'll like, you know, I'll be I'll open up to vulnerability in that area because like, you know, just keeping it real. Be real. Shout out to be real. The app. But I also like, you know, back to the, the bullet thing. I think that that kind of like traces back to what we said about like, you know, there's people who believe it, that everything happens for a reason, but then there's also people who believe that like, you know, everything has little importance, the world doesn't care about us, and everything just happens. There's no reason behind it. Uh, where are you in that argument? Um, I believe that some things happen for a reason, and some things just happen by chance. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of factors like you know behind it i think in a way and i discovered this recently i think montel fish said it in a way if we believe that everything doesn't happen for a reason and everything is like everybody on this earth has you know is only here to contribute something and we like have little importance because you said last night like when I asked you if I if you feel like the the world hates you, you actually responded saying the world doesn't care about me, so it doesn't hate me or like me, and doesn't that like give you some relief? In well, it, 
the reason why I say that is that if you stopped existing at this one moment, the world's not going to stop spinning, and it's just going to keep spinning. Everything is just going to continue off where you left off. Yeah. Whether or not everyone's sad or happy or whatever that that you stopped existing, it's not going to stop spinning. So like, the like the the world happens, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and in like, a way, so everyone has little importance, and that that's relieving in a way. Do you also feel like events have little, like that that could be the same with events? They're all just events. This event is not different from any other. It just happened, and it is what it is. Well, e- events happen at. Well, I I think that events happen at like with certain value, mm-hmm. and there's always something to learn from them. And there there could be a a lot. It depends on what you value, right? Yeah. So, so a human life is like, I mean. We we all we all it's something that we all value. Yeah. And like like nine eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So after nine eleven, many many lives were lost, and the the reason why we take that much, uh, the reason why we think of it so often now is because human life is valuable, and mm-hmm. if 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 it wasn't. And we wouldn't care about it, but there is still something to learn from it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the the weight of how important an event is depends on how much we value it. Like, if you lost a quarter, fine, it's a quarter. But if a homeless man lost a quarter, that's something else. It's not the same because mm-hmm. you two valued that one quarter differently. It's perceived value. You're right. Yeah. So it's 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 subjective. Like and everything we we observe in the world is subjective. Like we will like it, we will not like it. Yeah. It Dep- depends on who you are and what and what you believe in. Mm-hmm. What you value. And with people, obviously, the world has you know. Uh, we all have little importance in this world. But we, but other people have perceived value for other people, though. Have you ever? Wait, uh, I'm not sure if this is changing the topic, but no, don't worry about changing the topic. This is supposed to be a form of like automatism. It's kind of like you know, unleashing. Essentially, we're just trying to like you know. <laughs> not say talk as if we're high how do i describe this talk unconsciously talk with like you know it's just raw just we're, raw like we're not on a script we're just kind of like we're kind of like doing some automatic job drawing you know scribbling but with our words like, like we're just saying just, whatever we feel without saying anything stupid <laughs> yeah yeah but um i uh, I'm, I'm, this is not entirely like off topic or anything, but mm-hmm. they all connect in a way. We've changed the topic like five times. Don't worry. Yeah. So, like, does it ever? What's it? Does it ever sadden you or bother you that that the like you could you could simply stop existing right now and the world would just move on, no matter how. No, no matter how 
famous you are as a celebrity, the world will just continue. I don't focus on the day that I will stop existing. I focus more so on how much I can contribute to this earth, to this world, before I stop existing. Making a mark, you know, with how much time, I, with however time I have left. So, no, it's not Saturday. Because uh, I don't even think of that day. I think of what I can do before that day comes. Because I think it is a... Uh, sure, some people can look at it as motivation to, you know, do everything before that day comes. But it is also negative to constantly think of that day coming or anticipating that day. I think it's a form of anticipation. What is your opinion on the idea of death? The idea of death? Yeah. It's inevitable and it's the only thing that's promised on earth. So like I said again, we have to focus on making our mark before our day of death. Yeah, I, I strongly believe... Just like what Kanye said in his Grammy speech when he won into um, uh, for the college dropout, he said that there's nothing in life promised other than death. And he said that because he almost died in a car accident. And it took that event to happen for him to push even harder to finish his college dropout album, his debut album. That's when he made a song, Through the Wire, one of his most popular songs, one of his most popular tracks. He recorded Through the Wire with a broken jaw. So I think like, you know, I remember him saying like, you know, when he almost died in the car crash, uh, he said that that was God's way of telling him um, that I could take away your life any moment now. That's what Kanye said. Yeah. So that's my response to your question. What about you? I think like I, I have I have value and everything that happens around me mm -hmm. and everything that exists around me right yeah so th there's also even though it saddens us but there's also a beauty in death because you know how the flowers they blossom in the spring mm -hmm. and they fall and th they disappear by the fall mm -hmm. it's just something that must happen and th there's always going to be more to expect and so like, I mean death is just something that happens and we, we take value in it obviously because we hold we hold like ceremonies like at funerals for when people die mm -hmm. but I think it's beautiful because when the flowers come when the flowers come in the spring they must also go eventually the flowers do not last but e even though it saddens people that these flowers are gone by the time winter comes, at least they're excited for when spring comes and when the flowers start to bloom. Mm -hmm. So I, I see it as something that just happens and the world just should exist. Or it, yeah. I, know, I know it will just to keep keep existing after us mm -hmm. and we were just we're just leaving our footprint for other people to like paleontologists or whatever to yeah. look back i think we're here to pass on knowledge and we're here to pass on a legacy or we're here to leave behind a legacy 
and we all have our own legacy and we're, we're just so, here to make we're just here to make a mark and we're not here to anticipate the end of it already because you know in a book in a story in a movie nobody talks about how it's gonna end you just go along with the movie you just go along with the book you don't anticipate the ending if you really want to enjoy it you live in the present moment without constantly thinking about the ending and you think about the value and the impact that is you know that it's giving in the current moment and then the impact and value and legacy will be apparent once it's over but it's just not something we anticipate or think about in the moment or we what we want to i actually have like a conflicting like uh opinion um um i mean when, when i read a book or watch a movie i i watch how the present i, I watch the present tense uh and i i i start to I start to think about how it affects the ending I, I feel like that's what I feel like that's what makes a movie more tragic or a book more tragic is when the present doesn't align with the ending that you wanted mm. so that those ex extra emotions that you feel is something that I experience when I read a book or watch a movie and based on what you said um, I feel like I could let go of those emotions if I decided to not look towards the end mm -hmm. but I think that's just me mm -hmm. it's not something I I consciously control but it's just something that just goes on in my mind and I watch something or read something. But yeah. I mean, yeah, to each his own. Whatever happens in the back of each other's minds is what makes us us. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But a very interesting take. But just like what a sociology class teaches you, children learn what they live. And I think um, how we were raised and the events that happen around us is what we learn and what we adapt to. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like a plant mm -hmm. in in an environment. If there's no water, then it will it will make roots to reach that water. And if there's a lot of water. And then it won't make as much roots to reach that water. Fuck. Dude, I... Mid, mid racing that, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh no, you're good. It's like 3am. I know, 3am. 3am convos, right? Yeah. I mean, those are the best, though. This, this conversation about death doesn't come out as dark, right? No. It's, some, it's something that everyone has to experience. Uh, it's dark if you make it dark. Mm -hmm. 
It's, it, it can be beautiful if you make it beautiful. What's beautiful about this podcast is that it will be raw and uncut. Uh, except for pauses, possibly. If, if, if we ever pause for too long, I will cut that. But other than that, it will be raw and uncut. Um, and remember when yesterday I was having like a little breakdown? Yeah, I, I can see how stressed you were. Yeah, it's just like... I don't know, I just feel like I've been living through an identity crisis for a while, but in a way I feel like there's a beauty and normality to it because it shows how concerned we are about ourselves and our future. But identity crisis comes from stress. Comes, Yeah, honestly, it just comes from stress. Um, my favorite movie, Spider-Man 2. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, he's swinging his... Um, he, he's Okay, so Peter Parker is balancing both Peter Parker and Spider-Man, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Spider-Man 2. Like, you know, I don't know if you've seen, like, the whole run-through of the whole movie. But in the movie, he's swinging his webs. And this happens twice, by the way. He's swinging his webs, and all of a sudden, he loses his spider powers. And... After the movie, it's also been revealed in No Way Home, but the reason why he loses his powers is because of existential crisis-related stuff. It's because it's simply multitasking, like, you know, living two lives, and he's not, there has to be focus, and there has to be him, you know, taking a step back. You can't be living two lives, like, you know, we're, we're already stressed out, balancing so much in our one life that we're living right now, but Peter Parker is living two different lives, right? And that's obviously, that obviously gives you room for an identity crisis, because you lose track of who you are. But, um, we're, we're not Spider-Man. <laughs> we're, uh, we're not a superhero. Um, uh, there are people, there are people who perceive themselves as heroes, and it feels good to perceive yourself as a hero for people, metaphorically. But uh, yeah, I think an identity crisis comes from stress and balancing so many lives. Like for example, I'm stressed out with what I want to do. There's so much I want to do. That that abundant expectancy of just wanting to do so much that you end up doing nothing really. Uh, and I think that's also just like you know the effects of. Um, workaholism or being a workaholic you know and just being super too independent to the point where you're like shutting yourself out from everyone uh and just like you know uh falling in love with your work but also questioning is whatever you're doing really necessary or is this gonna will this be able to provide for you in the future and losing people or you know getting less close to people through it because of it and yeah how often do you feel this feeling of burning out there's not a well there's some days where i don't feel burnt out but there's definitely not a week that goes by where i don't feel a little bit burnt out already before even doing anything like on top of it the people around me or like you know the just like you know the idea of trying to 
branch out, network, make new friends. The idea is already stressful because it's super hard to do as an introvert, but I can't control being an introvert, being an introvert and not being an introvert. Um, it's something I embrace, it's something I am proud of. But um, as an introvert, I have a social battery and I, I constantly have to push that social battery through networking and making new friends. And I've also been going through this thing where it's like, you know, it's been hard to make new friends lately. I try to, you know, there, there's just times where I try to get close to people and it feels very one-sided. You know, the other doesn't seem interested in like, you know, getting close. Um, and it sounds really small, but like, you know, that has an effect on you. That, that, also, that also like, you know, makes you think like, are you doing anything wrong? And so, yeah, that combined with my work and like, you know, being stressed out with like what I want to do if whatever I'm doing isn't necessary you know you uh start to lose track and you start to kind of like you know question who you are I don't know it's really hard to express that to be honest yeah I mean this whole time like we, we know what we're talking about it's just, it's hard to express what we want to say to other people. It's like our feelings. Yeah, and to be honest, it's been hard to find an art form to express how we feel, you know? Do you want to do it through music? Do you want to do it through film? Do you want to do it through photography? Do you want to do it through fashion? Uh, yeah, and wait, you... I'm, I'm As a creator, I just want to do it through a lot of different forms of media for real but i'd be burning myself out so i'm just trying to like you know i'm at, I'm at a stage where i'm just like figuring myself out what do i want to do and like you know unfortunately i had to accept that i'm probably gonna have to do some unnecessary stuff stuff i don't have to do like you know just to figure something out like the modeling class for example I had to go through all that just to figure out I don't think I want to be a runway model anymore, you know? You have to spend so much money and so much time just to figure out stuff you don't want to do as well. And nobody talks about that. We talk about how much we have to do to figure out what we want to do, but nobody talks about how much we have to do to figure out what we don't want to do, unfortunately. Just like working a minimum wage job, like, do you really have to work at McDonald's to find out you don't want to serve customers like that anymore for, like, a living or for to make minimum amount of money there there is a thing that that many that my professors pointed out in my biology classes is that humans don't really do something to, or they don't find a solution until it's too late like mm. if if you go like if you're like like you're 80 years old at your last breath and you, you wish you did something sooner because you found, you found out who you are now. Fuck, I forgot I was going with this. <laughs> no, you're I'm good. 3am, I'm so burnt out, but... 3am is where the thoughts can really come out. It's... Don't you kind of notice it? That people only find solutions once it's too late. And I don't think I, I don't think it's bad for something. Or actually, it, 
It's not as bad for some things, but it's bad for other things depending on who's experiencing it. What do you think is the cause of that? Because, yeah, like, there's people in my family members who's like, you know, still don't have it figured out respectfully. Like, no disrespect. But respectfully, there are some people who do make mistakes that you don't want to (laughs) recreate, that you don't want to go through. There's like, you know, you do like, you know, look at some people and say like, yeah, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to DoorDash at 40 and that's my only source of income to provide for my children. You know, stuff like that. And yeah, you are right. We find out solutions way too fucking late. Like in high school, I didn't have my shit together. My focus was on partying and girls and pooling and like, you know, all I cared about was how cute I looked in front of girls like straight up in high school. And but high school is where we build the foundation so we're prepared for, you know, college or whatever career, you know, that's kind of like where you build a foundation. It's a necessity. And, you know, I just wish I was able to build that foundation earlier because, you know, because of that lack of uh, care or concern in high school, I went into college, you know, very sort of blind. I think like I'm at a good spot now with school. I have it figured out, you know, starting off at a community. I have a plan talking to counselors, doing hella shit. Uh, I have good, you know, I have a solid GPA, but you're right. You found that you find out the solution way too late. Do you think you know what the cause of that could be? I feel like it's because I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but like you, a lot of us get stuck in the moment, and you just want that 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 burst of happiness in that one moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're so blindsided by it might that the by the fact that it might negatively affect you in the future like it's like it's like attending it's it's like a drunk it's, it's like someone that's depressed taking substances for their happiness not knowing that or not knowing that it would actually probably like affect their health negatively so you're saying we are blindly making long-term decisions based off temporary highs and temporary emotions? Um, we're based on temp. I'm I'm saying that based on temporary emotions, based on trying to get these temporary emotions, mm. we we end up making these long-term decisions once it's too late. Yeah, I think we fail to recognize that these are just highs and temporary highs at that. It's kind of like going to a strip club, for example. You don't realize that you wasted thousands of dollars at the VIP until after you get your fucking nut off. You don't realize how. And it, like, I feel like I always believe that like the stuff we pay for, it costs more than money. It costs your time. It costs your health. It costs your mental health. There's always a deeper cost than just money. There's always a way to avoid this. Too. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know how you talk about like the strip club, right? Yeah. You're paying for... The reason why we want to be in relationships is for the, the ecstasy of it, the companionship. Mm-hmm. You want that feeling 
the feeling of being in a relationship mm-hmm. and well, there's really no reason why you should pay for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that you are paying for validation. You're paying for for love that should be free. That, yeah. that doesn't cost any money. Yeah. You're paying for a bond that should be free. You're paying for... Yeah, yeah it's it's just crazy. Um, And it's crazy to think... I mean, respect to the workers. But, yeah, it, it, it's only when you go home after that night that you realize you look at the bill you spent you realize how much money you spent for some for companionship that 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 doesn't that, that shouldn't even cost any money at all so it looks like what you're saying is the import it's important to have discipline and composure composure is in composing our emotions in the moment and that discipline too yeah, the awareness of what of the decisions you're making and is it, very important. Yeah, and this traces back, and that literally traces back to decisions for the future. You bust, you waste so much money at the strip club that you realize way later on. You know, you wait, you realize how much money you spent way later on. And time, like you could have spent that time doing something beneficial, like I don't know, like meeting. Meeting someone that, probably meeting your significant other, or yeah. even doing something like achieving your goals. Mm-hmm. But I think we do. Get, yeah, we. What's the quote again? We underestimate so much. T- uh, we underestimate the stuff we can do in a day, and we overestimate what we can do in a year. Or is it vice versa? No, no. no. We overestimate what we can do in a day, but we underestimate what. We can... Do you know what? <laughs> do you remember what the quote yeah. is? I mean. I don't know, but it could be vice versa. But yeah, we, we really do like overestimate what we can do in a day. Yeah, um, because there's 24 hours in a day and almost half of the day is spent on sleeping. What are yeah. we really, we, we everybody thinks they don't have time when they really do. It's, it's like, It's like it's like uh, doing a project or an assignment. Mm-hmm. You wh- why why should you stress if you were given like um, a a good amount of time to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But then in the end, you're just stressing out because you just wanted that temporary feeling of happiness. Yeah, I'm, and I'm a, and chasing that temp- no, you're good. Chasing that temporary high is what wasted time. And like yeah, they, it costs way more than just money. It really does cost our time and our energy. So like, there's time, energy, and money, and we just you know, we people spend that so recklessly because they kind of underestimate the importance of it because days go by in a heartbeat like you know as the days are going by you're just kind of like you know as every day goes by like you know the value and the weight of the time and energy and money that we spend isn't as important until you know we see the until we think of the bigger picture or until we had to face the consequences of what we did in the past we we come up with 
we come up with false explanations, yeah. excuses to problems that we just we actually put upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. And no mm -hmm. matter whose fault it is for like you know how we spent our time and energy and money, it's always going to be our responsibility at the end of the day to do whatever it takes to eliminate the people in our lives that are that have negative weight on us to you know eliminate other forces that you know that bring us down that uh you know get in the way of our goals you know there's got to be that drive and there's got to be that discipline and the, the biggest thing like here's, here's the thing too like your brain is your best friend and your worst enemy mm -hmm. Like, it's the reason why you achieve your goals. At the same time, it's the reason why you can't. You know? So it's about um, taking... Yeah, I think it's about taking control of our lives. And we have to, like, you know, do whatever it takes. Me, personally, I'll say right now, I think my... What I, you know, spend my energy and time on... I, like, I think, I think my... Okay... I get really bad sleep and I am an overthinker in that case that results to my mental health and my mental energy being low every day and when I have my when I have low energy I can't network I can't talk to people I can't create content I can't do what I love because I'm so fucking tired every day after working out it feels like the day is done sometimes so I had to like you know so that's an example like you know uh, time is money, money's time, energy is money, energy's time, and like you know, they're all like you know, stuff we spend, and they're all stuff that you know, that have cost, that have value, and it's about how we spend it wisely. And sometimes I look at my life as a game, and those are you know, that's kind of like you know, uh, I, I always look at time, energy, and money as a, like you know, their own, uh, its own type of currency. It really is currency, because, mm -hmm. yeah, because you, you, it's like it's like an unsustainable resource. Like, like you can't you can't ever take away time, and that's why it's so valuable to us. And it's also one of the reason the reason why, the, well, the the fact that it's so that 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 it it's unsustainable is is also the reason why we should not waste it. It's like, it's like having water in a drought. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you can just throw away. You value it. You value it because it's something that you don't have like an endless supply of. It's time, time that you can't waste. And the something's value comes like something's value automatically goes up when you have less of it, right? Oh my god, my voice cracks so bad. So the value of something goes up when you have less of it or when you don't have anything at all. Before you have it, it's valuable. When you have it, it's not valuable. And after you have it, it's still it's valuable again. Yeah, or even if you enjoy it, it could be also be valuable. So where do you think, like, you know, what what what's your solution for people to maintain value for time, energy, and money while they have it? Because it's so hard to it it's so hard not to get carried away and sidetrack and just not have the value for it because we're recklessly acting on our temporary highs and our temporary emotions. So what's your solution to maintaining value for it while you have it? Okay. 
So and we'll end uh, it here. We'll end it at that. I'll, I'll ask you a question, and I'll let you answer it yourself. So, as of now, if you had a mansion and you had all the money in the world. And you had a penny. Would you care if it dropped out of your pocket? Mm -hmm. Would you? If you had a mansion and all the money in the world? I would care. Uh, oh, if I had a penny and it dropped out of my pocket? Yeah. You would care. But how much of a loss is it compared to your asset? The penny is not a loss, but the thing is, it could add up, and that's what we don't think about. I yeah. like you know, normally someone would say it's just a penny, you know, but what happens when a hundred pennies uh, start to fall out? What happens when a million pennies start to fall out? It's it's kind of like it's a build up, it's an add on, you know. One is not important without the other. To to add on. Yeah. Obviously, we we don't necessarily care about a penny. Even now, we obviously don't necessarily care about a penny. But I I think that we should apply that metaphor. We should apply that analogy to, you know, the value of our time, energy, and money. To add on, if, if you were a beggar on the street, you had no house, no friends, no one to ask help except for the street right in front of you. If you lost a single penny in your cup, then you would lose pretty much everything you had. Because everything you had was that penny, right? Mm -hmm. I think the I think the way to to maintaining that value that that we were talking about. I think the way to ma to maintain the strive the the motivation is to understand how valuable the small things are in our lives mm -hmm. you look at a clock you don't think of a clock much but it's also a reminder of how much time you have left in the day or how much time or when you have thing planned right mm -hmm. What can you spend in that time that would either you could, you could spend that time doing something that could either benefit you or harm you, you know? Mm -hmm. And it I feel like it depends on how much you value what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And seeing seeing. Like, like your sibling, like friends, you want to be a good, you want to be a good influence, or if you had siblings, you do want to have a, you, you do want to be a good influence. Absolutely. Or, or if that one, that one penny in that cup, like, just the, just seeing that one penny in your cup is enough of a motivation because of because I know a penny is not much for us now but some of us may be in an ordeal where a penny may be everything we had 
and I also think that this is where abundance comes in because we everyone thinks about what they can't have or what they don't have, but we don't think about what we do have. So same rule applies, and it traces back to what we started this podcast with. Yeah, and it's also something that I believe... Uh, I, I also mentioned it in the beginning of the podcast as well, mm-hmm. where I, I'm interested in the Taoist belief of of valuing everything and everyone around you the trees the floor mm-hmm. you know, like like we take it for granted yeah yeah i am going on a hike at six in the morning i don't even know why i'm up it's three thirty, but i'm gonna take that opportunity to just admire and appreciate you know what's around me the environment and i hope and I hope our audience got to learn some things as as we ourselves have learned yeah. some, some being, of these things too. Mm-hmm. Being in nature is you put yourself in a meditative state, not around any technology, and we're just like, you know, we're, we're getting closer to the world. And I kind of really do want to, you know, get back to like, you know, being stronger spiritually again. Uh, that's just something gotta, I, I have to figure out personally. But, you know, like we said again, I'll bring it again. Abundancy, there's so much that we can figure out and there's so much to look forward to to figure out. And that's that. That's the beauty of the identity crisis. That's the beauty of my identity crisis. I, I'm freaking out about what I don't have figured out when I should be looking forward to what I can figure out and just enjoy the journey it's all about the journey not the not the end not the result it's really just the journey yeah you just start something new and this podcast right yeah getaway podcast this is the start of something new this is the journey and uh if do you have any other thoughts to add Aaron? good night i'm fucking sleeping (laughs) all right we will end it at that um well if you've made it this far uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more. And this is indeed, this podcast is indeed an experiment. Raw, uncut, signing out. Getaway podcast, signing out.